This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 223, which almost never happened, recorded on October 15th, 2015. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. Fall, Bellevue, Nebraska. Cold weather has arrived, and the leaves are coming down off the trees. And, of course, we post the show with world-class show notes each week, except the last two weeks, apparently, when I can't get a podcast out, uh, out at the Average Guy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can contact the show via email. Just send that to me, jim at theaverageguy.tv. And many of you have been doing that, so I appreciate you sending me those emails. Feedback, that's really the best way to get feedback into me, so if you want to do it that way, that would be great. You can also find me on Twitter at jcollison and reach me on the new talk.to. Of course, we're in the t-shirt tonight as well. Uh, talk.to is doing a great job of kind of uh, keeping all our website traffic and conversation that we have on the site. Uh, there and so if you go out to the average guy.tv look at the little there's a little red bar at the bottom it says chat with Jim it's out there right now don't do it right now though because I can't can't talk to you right now but uh, if you go out there there's a red bar at the bottom it says chat with Jim uh, chat with Jim now is what it says if I'm live and available online you can start a conversation one-way conversation between us and talk.to does that they're also sponsoring my trip out to uh, Redmond that I'm doing here in two weeks and so Sent me some T-shirts. If you meet me in Redmond, so if you're a Redmond listener and uh, we, we get a meetup going on, I got a T-shirt for you. So let me know. Track me down uh, those ways. Send me a message through talk.to, but we want to thank them for their support of that. And, of course, the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, of course, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and trust. That's just Christian, you know. So for more information, visit maplegrovepartners.com. Addie and I were talking a little bit about this in pre-show. We also have the brand new Home Gadget Geeks app for both Android and iPhones uh, available for you. In the, they're in the stores right now, and they're free if you want to get a good look at And I told you guys, don't send me a message on talk.to <laughs> right now because I can't talk to you. So, of course, somebody dropped me here. Hold on. I'll, I'll join in there. See, it's that easy. I just joined the conversation and talk.to, and we're in. I can't type to you, though. So it's probably Ken. He likes to talk to me through that. But we haven't. We're no longer using Mixler because we switched everything over to Spreaker. And so many of you listen to us on the road, even live. The best way now to listen to the audio live is to get it through the app. It costs you nothing. It's a great way to do it. As soon as I go live, it becomes available too, and you can listen to that iPhone and Android. On the Android device, you can even download the podcast if you want to. iPhone doesn't allow that yet, but you can download those. So get that. We want to thank LastPass. They sponsored that app, and it's available for you free. Give it a try. We'd love to have you download it. Go to either of the stores and search Home Gadget Geeks or go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com, and both links are there. And, of course, Home Gadget Geeks is the part of Geeks Network. Find the links to this show and many other great podcasts out at TheGeeksNetwork.com. Okay, we got through all that. (laughs) Let's introduce the guests, Mike Wieger, of course, my co-host, and he is back for uh, what Mike, what has felt like, a hundred years. Oh, I feel it's like I haven't well, seen it forever, man. Welcome I back. I know it's felt like an eternity, and I ever since I dropped the live portion of my show, I look forward to this because it's like my one time a week now that I get to go back to my you know the live podcasting. So for the last two weeks, I've been lost, like no podcasting, no live, no nothing. So it's I'm glad we're kind of back. It's good. No, it's good. It's good to be back. And and Addie, you probably know better than any. Addie's joining us again. She's been on the show before, so we won't consider her like a first time guest. But Addie, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Thank you. I think it's been about a year now, right? Has it been that long? I think so. I think oh so. <laughs> Holy cow, time goes fast. We had you on a year ago, and you were actually talking about a hard drive in those days that had crashed, and we were all the guys were trying to work. What 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 became of the hard drive story? This is uh, like pulling on my heartstrings again. Oh no. <laughs> uh, is it bad memory? Should I should I have let it go? <laughs> well, I've put it on the back burner because it. I couldn't find anybody to help solve the problem, the issue. It was going to turn out to be one of those take-it-to-the-lab type of deals. And having other investments, I had investments throughout this year, so I said, you know what, back burner right now. You never know. Uh, Things are getting better, so I'm hoping that I can soon recover that hard drive. But seeing that it's over 700 gigabytes, it's going to cost me a pretty penny. (laughs) 
Yeah, that kind of bums me out too. We yeah. we as a community would love to think we could find a way to help you get that done. Um, I think we tried in the day. I think we tried just about everything we could. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as trying to get it done, drop testing and some of those other things that that work with it. And I I just don't. I think it's done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point it is done Hurts. for you. <laughs> Yeah. So have you, so have you, in the year that we haven't seen you, have you changed your ways? Are you backing things up now to the cloud to make sure that never happens again? Yes. I, I have a full Dropbox account um, with, what, I think it's one terabyte, along with two hard drives, as you guys recommended. Not just one, but backup the backup and then backup. <laughs> yeah. So I have two clouds um, as a backup, and then I have two hard drives as a backup. And I'm never just, I'm more cautious about it. I even have have it scheduled in my to-do system that every week I back up everything. And then once a month, I'll go in my phone, my computers, and make sure everything's synced up again. Because I, I value the hard work that I have and then the memories of family, friends, of photos. So I don't want that to ever happen again. So I have you guys' advice to heart and have backups to backups. Good. Well, that's good to hear. What? Who are you using from a cloud perspective? Where have you decided to go? Where did you land on as far as moving your stuff to the cloud? There was one that you recommended. Um, shoot, I don't want to touch my browser right now because I feel like every time I touch it, it's like, <laughs> I know it's a little sketchy when you start podcasting and you start moving stuff around. So we like Crash Plan. That's the one that we talk about. Was it was it Crash Plan? We also I've talked a lot about Media Fire and some of the stuff that I've done. Crash plan. Crash, crash plan. plan. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. Crash plan's kind of simple. Set it and forget it. Uh, backup from that standpoint works for both Mac and and PC, and and you get great. I I assume are you on a Mac. Yes, Mac. Yeah. And yeah, Mike's a Mac guy. Mike, are you? What, who are you using to backup these days to the cloud? Uh, I used to use Carbonite, but now I use a combination of uh, a local backup and then Dropbox for my documents and um, iCloud Photo for my photos. So between those and Mediafire has all of my podcasting stuff because naturally they're my hosts. So they have that right. and that's here too. So within all of those, I've, I've got a good option. I don't have like one redundancy of like, oh, I could just swap it out, put it on a new hard drive and be good to go. I'd have to resync everything, but it'd be all right. So It's doable. Us podcasters, all three of us do do some podcasting. And us podcasters, that's super important, you know, and, and to make sure you're keeping, and I keep, I kind of keep a copy of everything. I keep the raw copy of it. I keep the edited version of it, which can be just as big, by the way. Yeah. And then I, I keep the modified version of it and the MP3 version of it and the MP4 version of it, and you create some data pretty quick. And, yeah. um, you know, oftentimes you're uploading those to services, so you can always go back and get the final, like if you had a massive crash, you could go back and get the final copies of things pretty easy, but it's those working raw copies that are important because if you ever want to go back and do something with lossless and be able to do it again, you would need it again. Addie, I know in the year that since we've seen you, you've gone through some changes with podcasting as well too. So I don't I think you have a new show, don't you? Uh, different than what you were doing a year ago? Yes, uh, actually two shows I believe since we've last talked. Um, the first one is the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. I wasn't sure if I started it then. Um, but that that's another podcast that launched last year that's still going till this day, and it's a fan podcast. And the other one is the audiobooks.com fan podcast. Um, so we get we talk about audiobooks, books, the book industry. We talk with narrators, authors. Uh, so that's really exciting right now too. Cool. And so, does the how does the book? How long have you been doing the audiobook one? And how did you like? How did you get to that point where you're like, hey, let's talk about audiobooks? Yeah, I think we've been doing the audiobooks that we launched in late August, but we've been working on the podcast since July. So we've been doing that for a couple months. And the way that happened was uh, that my friend, uh, the real Brian from ProfitCast, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's well known now, um, they approached him and then he said, you know what, they want a, pers a female perspective on audiobooks. Uh, because audiobooks is it's a pretty even split between uh, male and female listeners. So they wanted me to get on the show, so we did the show. We've been working with the content. that We've been working really closely. I think that's different this time. Whereas when we podcast, it's like our idea, our content, what do we want to talk about, and what are we setting up the podcast to be. 
but working closely with a team and a company to represent them in a podcast, that has been a different adventure for us. No, that sounds really cool. What are you, so do you have to listen to, like, is there a book of the week that you have to listen to to be able to come back and talk about this? And, and how, if so, how are you doing? I mean, what's your, what's your, you know, your method of choice for listening to audiobooks? So it depends. Um, if we're going to have a narrator or an author on the show, I, we want to be prepared. So I'm going to listen to their top books or their new up-and-coming book. Um, so we do our research by listening to their books. What has saved me the most is listening at 2x plus speed. <laughs> I thought like 2x was crazy, but you can actually go 2x plus, and it even says on the app like it's ludicrous. It's insane. <laughs> ludicrous speed. Are you finding that, and Mike, you, you chime in on this, because I know for school you do some of this stuff as well, but are you finding that after, after listening at 2x or 2x plus, that you t your ear kind of tunes to it so you can at first it's a little difficult but then you start listening for that and then is it a problem listening to real people talk at real speeds <laughs> and then you're like could you talk a little faster I need to get this done so how's that working yeah it, it, it you do have to train your ear because at first I felt like I was having like a little panic attack and I would even try to write when I was listening to the to the book and I was, it just felt glitchy and, and jittery uh, you don't need a cup of coffee when you're listening at 2x speed for the first couple times. Uh, but over time, your ear does start to adapt. I think it took me about a week. And I think this is being persistent because, again, how am I going to get all these books into crammed into one week or by the time of an interview? So I think over a week, it took me a while to calm down, and I can now listen at 2x speed. But when we're conversating, it feels naturally fine. But when I listen to a podcast now, it does seem really slow if I don't notch it up to two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had the same experience. And law professors are notorious for being slow and monotonous. <laughs> so I go from I drive to school and the whole way I'm listening to my audiobooks at 2x and I get to class. I'm like, we could get this class done in like 10 minutes if you guys talked as fast as I listen to my books. <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah, it, it, sometimes it can, when I go to class is when I notice it. Conversating, just like you said, it's not as bad. I don't notice it. But when I'm hearing people talk to me for an hour and a half, I definitely think it could go a lot faster. So. Yeah. Addie, what are you using? What kind of device are you using to listen to these on? So is it on your phone or, or what do you have? What, what's the physical device? So I do primarily use my iPhone and I use the app Overcast. And the reason why I use Overcast, um, I know people are recently merging to Overcast, but I've been using it for quite some time because the cool thing is Wherever I leave off in the show on my phone, it picks up in their cloud server, saves it, and I can listen to it on my desktop, and it leaves right at where I left on my phone. So it syncs up pretty nicely, um, bookmarks and everything there on overcast.com, both browser and apps. Android, too. There's one for Android. Oh, yeah, wait. and it, it seems like that Overcast got a lot of press when with, yeah. uh, with iOS 9 coming out because they... They kind of hosed up the iTunes and you know the 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 podcast, not iTunes, the podcast player, and yeah. we've all kind of said you know how great that podcast player is because the average person it's on there they're forced to have it right kind of deal. I did hear I guess I think I heard Dave say now Overcast is free on the iPhone it used to be but now they've made it free. Is that true? Yes, as of a week ago. Uh, they just launched it free for everybody, um, but I do I do want to make a correction. I yeah. thought it was available on Android. It's not. It's only on iOS, but you can just bookmark it in your web browser on your Android. Um, do a little quick shortcut. I would recommend that over any other other Android podcast app because it's been, it was hard for me to listen to a podcast on an Android. Um, and I know there's a lot of apps, but by far Overcast is one of the best. It used to be 4.99. Now he sees the benefit, like, hey, you know, people need to know about my app. I'm going to make it for free for everybody. Yeah, and it also, they didn't just, I mean, Apple just didn't, like, they totally changed the app, the podcast yeah. app on the iPhone. And so now you get these, and and I'm, I mean, I'm pretty savvy. Um, I mean, but to go in there, it is complicated. The front like, page, the, or like the unplayed section, the first section is completely useless. I yes, think. I never use it. It's a terrible view. Like, why would I want to view anything like that? Like, I want to, I know what podcast I want to listen to. I want to scroll to it, tap it, and tap the episode. So I hate that unplayed thing. And then the uh, 
the view you get when you actually play a podcast. Like it's down on the bottom and it's really hard to hit, especially if you're trying to drive and pop that up. It you end up hitting all the things on the bottom. It's they made it awful. I don't know I don't know who's in charge of that over at Apple, but they botched it. They uh didn't do a good job. Well, the Apple guy that says my rant, yeah. my really... rant complete, and I still use it because I don't want to switch over, but mm -hmm. it it's awful. And same thing with Apple Music. I, I thought that was going to be cool because it's a competitor to Spotify, and I'm a paid Spotify member. So when Apple came out with it, it made me think. But the second I opened up that app, I was like, oh. Never mind. Too complicated. What are you guys doing? Well, and it's the switching cost. You yeah. Know, it, it might be a great product for someone who doesn't already have a paid subscription model, but I'm the same way. I'm a paid Spotify guy, and I love Apple so much, I really wanted to give it a try, and I'm like, the switching of all my playlists and everything I've yeah. done in Spotify, I'm not willing to put in that work again. So they, they kind of lost me. I did the trial, and then I stopped. So it's that switching cost is huge. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about, Mike, I heard you talk about that on Open Mic Night. If you haven't... Yeah. You're listening to this podcast and you haven't gotten over there to listen to Open Mic Night. You might want to do that. That's a really good Mike and Colin talking a lot about the Apple ecosystem. But it it is it was one of those things. I got there uh, when I opened it up because I, I I was a long I waited probably longer than anybody for the update on the phone. And then I got there and I started trying to figure out how to play this thing. I'm like, oh, this is awful. Everybody's been talking about Overcast. Addy, on the Android sign, a Pocket Cast is probably the right one to go to for people on Android. And that is $4.99, okay. I think, still. They may drop the price now that Overcast has dropped it. They may drop the price as well. I don't have any inside information. But Pocket Cast is the same way, and that works. Um, that syncs up as well. So if you like that. In fact, hey, why don't, we do, why don't we try this? If you're in chat right now, if you're listening live, drop in the player into chat what you're currently using. I'd love to get a kind of a feel from our community standpoint of what you guys are using or what you've moved to at this point. I, people do move around. I was an Beyond Pod guy, which is Android only. For a, for a, yeah, I think that is Android only. And that worked great. I was so happy when I got on the iPhone. I'm like, yeah, I can use the podcast app now, and it does exactly what I want it to do. And, man, they just broke it. And so I think <laughs> I will probably head over to Overcast. So to get back to your your Audible or to your to your um, – is Audible the one that's uh, the that's that that's what I use to this, or is is that who you're using, Addy? Is it Audible.com or is it another service? Audiobooks.com. Audiobooks.com. Yeah. And is that like the little the little brother of of Audible? It's not. They're not sister companies at all. Okay. Uh, they're competitors, but um, they, they have the actual branded name Audiobooks.com. But it is it does get confused with like, oh, it's Audible. Like, no. <laughs> It's audiobooks.com, okay. um, but and and I would I will say this even though if I wasn't contracted with them, um, I 100% I used to use Audible before audiobooks, and their app for both Android and um, iOS. And this is why I got confused with um, Overcast because they are available on Android and iOS. Super easy app to use when you want to listen to your favorite books. If you want a book right now, you can download it from your device. You don't have to go online, find the book, pay for the book, then say download to my library, and then you can get it on your iPhone or, or your Android. It's, it's none of that. You just say purchase, I want to listen to it, download now, boom. That is nice because that's my one complaint is to get a new book and a lot of times I'm traveling and I don't have my yeah. computer and I'm like, I, I just want it. So I'm having to do the mobile browser and that's not working either. It's, it is kind of a pain. Yeah, you're right. How, is the overall app easier to use, any better to use than um, like listening experience wise than Audible? I have to say yes. Uh, they recently released a new version of the whole app on both, on both Android and iOS. You can bookmark, you can make notes on your timestamp. So let's say you're Three minutes and fifty-one minutes. Uh, three hours and fifty-one minutes in, and there's something that the author said, and you wanted to take a note there. You can say bookmark this plus add a note, and then continue listening. That's and nice. then it gives you those speed, um, as I was talking about before. You can listen to at one x or two plus x. Okay. Yeah. I noticed it's the same exact price, like or I think it is like fifteen dollars a month for a book. Same sort of pricing scheme, which that's nice. I might check into yeah. that. Just about, and then they even have books on sale. Um, so instead of charging one credit, it would be like half a credit or something, okay. or quarter credit. So they do have book sales, and then they have a huge library of free books that you can listen to. 
Nice. Yeah, I imagine those would be uh, what do they call it? public domain books that yeah, that are available from that. Yeah, it, interesting. We don't, we have not. I'm not sure we've ever talked about audiobooks here on Home Gadget Geeks, but it is a big part of a lot of people's lives uh, when they, when they think when they commute. I mean, if they're not listening to podcasts, uh, they're listening to audiobooks. That's another. I think that's kind of a lot of people made the jump from audiobooks to podcast when they came out, but. I hear a lot of people listening to audiobooks when they get in the car. When you do, you listen to it driving. Is that kind of the you recapture it in the car, or kind of what are your habits around? When do you find the time to to listen to these these things? It's just like podcasting. Um, the the funny thing is now that we get to see their back end and get the stats of who listens to audiobooks. You're right. It's the same audience. A podcast audience and audiobook listeners. They're pretty much the same audience. So. Just as a podcaster, when you're driving long commutes, you listen to a, a book that you want to hear. Or when you're hiking, when you're walking your dog, any chance that you get to listen to audio that doesn't require your full attention, uh, that's when I listen to a book. Yeah, although some of the books got some great stories in them, and you can get lost in your own head, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I should have been paying attention to what was going on around me. <laughs> I waste and, more gas listening to audiobooks because I drive around more. I just will keep <laughs> circling the block until I finish that one chapter. Or this last time, uh, hopefully no one from work listens, but I was in like the last 45 minutes of my book, and it was just insane. So I listened during work, and I don't know what I did during those 45 minutes because I was just sitting there like gripping my keyboard not knowing what was going to happen in this like murder mystery book so that I get totally into them probably way too into them they're fun yeah you can you can get lost uh, for yeah. sure that Addie so if folks wanted to listen to either one of those podcasts what's the right place to go for you so they can they can follow you audiobooks.com slash podcast is the main domain for and then do it podcast.com is my other show that has been on hiatus so I'll just tell you guys to go to the audiobooks.com podcast right now and I think particularly for this audience I highly recommend this is like the inner side geek of me um, Ready Player One if you've not heard of that book I highly recommend it to this audience it's such a good book I just bought it I'm 30 pages in it's amazing Yeah, I agree Physical copy, Mike, or did you yeah, buy the audio copy? I'm a physical copy person. I have a Kindle, and I prefer, when I'm not listening, I prefer listening. But if not, I, I like the paperback. Oh, very cool. Addie, any other gadgets that you've uh, that you kind of latched on to recently, you know, or a gadget show, anything cool? You know, we talked about your podcasting stuff the last time we were here, and you could add some of that in if you got cool tech. But any really cool tech you're, you're looking at or you bought or that you're looking at, Christmas is coming up, so... Anything, any gadgets that way? I'm looking at, uh, I recently got into drawing on my iPad. There's this app called, um, shoot, I think it's like a pencil or Paper I should have, I think, Paper 51. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so I've been drawing on that one and it just makes my imagination come out more than actual paper or pen and paper, pencil and paper, whatever. Um, and it has really cool effects. So I've been using that app a lot. But I really feel like I should buy their stylus. They have a certain stylus that goes with the app. Um, and I think it's like $50. But I know when Christmas comes around, it's going to drop. And I feel like I, my skills, I've been working on my skills of drawing. So I want up the game by getting that this Christmas. I was just uh, another... at it. I just played with one for the first time. And it's super cool. You would, you would love it. If you like the app already, it's a, it's a must-have. It's pretty cool. Awesome. And then they just updated the whole app. They did a whole whole overhaul. So I think I'm I'm ready to go ahead and uh, start using the pencil that it comes it actually comes with it. You can buy on Amazon or anywhere. Um, another thing that I'm really looking forward to is called Dash Wireless. They're like these headset earbuds. They have no wires, so they're individual ones. And I think they just came out like a month ago or so. I could be wrong. Um, and it's a three-in-one. You can listen to your music. It also tracks because a lot of these times a lot of People are just kind of working out, trying to track like how many steps do they take, what is their distance. So it actually tracks that information as well. And then you can actually talk. So if somebody's calling you while you're working out or walking, you can actually push the button and it actually acts as a microphone. Um, it's also waterproof. I've been doing swimming, so I'm, I'm just really geeking out over. They're called Dash Wireless Headset. Oops, say that again for me. You broke up a little bit. 
dash wireless. Dash wireless. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and drop the link in yeah, here. Drop, the, drop that in the chat room there. Very cool. We we are testing. I got Anir sent me a pair of Bluetooth earbuds that uh, were sitting on my desk. Uh, you know, I've got things piled up waiting to be tested and written about kind of thing, and this is the hardest time of the year to get it done. But so uh, Sarah came down. She's like, ooh, wireless earbuds? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, can I have them? And I'm like, you got to write about them. And she was like, okay. So she's been testing them out probably a little longer than she probably should have at this point. She's been a little slow on the writing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so I've been talking to her. But, but uh, man, those, I was taking a look at those, and the, the, the Bluetooth earbud concept has really changed in the last year. I mean, they are getting so much smaller and so much better with so much connectivity. Um, so these are actually separate, right? No wire between them, the separate separate earbuds that go in. And how do they stay in? I mean, how are they kind of fixed to the ear so they don't come flying out when you're swimming with them? It looks like they have a different body to them. If you want to, you can buy accessories that does come with a tie so that you can connect them and somehow, I, I don't know, I'm, I still need to look into it, but I, I just know I geeked out over seeing them, so I'm like, uh, okay, Christmas list. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they look cool. But they do That's, come with I've accessories. I've never seen any too. like that. That's pretty interesting. I like that. Yeah. And four gig of storage too for music you can yeah. just put on them, so you don't even need your phone. What? Nice. Four gig of storage? That's what I read. Holy cow! So they look like they're kind of fitted to the ear canal, so that they fit in like those. They you you, you don't see them in there. And uh, man, that is. Let's see. Oh yeah. They so are what's pricey, the, though. That's I was going to say, let's talk about price, Addy. <laughs> How much are we talking here for these things? They're like three hundred dollars. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, was, uh, um, well, so heart heart rate. Ooh, that'd be that's a good idea getting the heart rate out of your ear because that that there's that that um, uh, a blood vessel that goes through there that gives you a good tracking, and then steps uh, duration. Um, wow, and 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 I assume that they let some ambient sound through so that when you're working out that you can hear kind of what's going on around you for safety reasons. Do you know? I don't know yet. I, I hope so because I, I find that very important too. Um, doesn't matter if you're at the gym and you're, or you're out hiking. You need to have that ambient noise, noise as well. Yeah, so for our audio listeners, bragi.com. If you want to head out there, that's what we're talking about, bragi.com. And, and they do. Uh, one of the things there says, hear the world around you or swipe to mute it. So yeah, wow. maybe that's like a hey, I'm working out, uh, I want to hear, or I'm on a plane, tune it out. That'd be yeah. nice. Anybody in the chat room It does say here that it comes uh, fit sleeves. So they have one for extra small, and then it goes up to long. It says shipping from October 2015 on, so I don't even know if they're out yet. Are they? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, I have to review them. Yeah, review I believe it was sense. just released at the beginning of the month. Okay. Yeah, very cool. No, I can imagine they'd be super expensive. Brian Auer says uh, two PCs for Jim. <laughs> I just bought. We were talking at the pre-show. I just bought this $150 PC this week that uh, to replace one, and so at a $300 price point, that can get pretty pretty expensive. Mike, anything is is worth thinking about gadgets for Christmas? You know, we're only nine weeks away from Christmas, right? Which I had no idea until fall break is next week for me. I'm like, oh, that means that I probably should get to study. Nine Saturdays till Christmas. That's all we have left. So uh, we're going to do some special, if you're a regular listener of Home Gadget Geeks, we're going to do some special Christmas uh, programs as we get closer that I have guests coming on to talk about. But Mike, anything you're eyeing at the moment as we talk about you know, Christmas gets stuff coming up? Uh, well, I mean, one thing that you guys talk about all the time, but a, uh, a NAS, so some sort of NAS device. I think, uh, but not technology-wise, but from a tech kind of company, Hannah and I are looking to not do gifts this year and get a new bed. And then we're looking at using Casper, which is that new company. It's all online. They ship it right to your door, and it's in a box, and you cut the box open, and it poofs out. I don't know. So we're going to try, uh, we might try that. We're not really sure yet. But that and then an Apple Watch is kind of what I'm eyeing. I have I've love my Pebble. I just can't get enough of it. It just doesn't do enough for me. I've found out that I, I like it so much that I think I'm ready to make the next step. So that's on my list. Addy, are you thinking about any new PC gear? Uh, for you know, I know you're Apple, and Apple um, and Michael talk a little bit about this. They made some big announcements in their keynote, which feels like it was a million years ago at this point. So, <laughs> so many things have happened. 
But are you eyeing any new Apple gear when we think about some of the new, you know, some of the new uh, laptops that have come out from them? Well, I just recently bought a laptop from Apple, so I, I won't go there. But they did come out with, um, so this is my mouse right now, and same thing for the keyboard. It's wireless. But you still have to use batteries in there. And they just released um, this week. It was announced on, you can find it on Gizmodo, that they finally made versions of these exact devices, but rechargeable. You don't need these batteries. I think every now and then, I think I'm finding myself like every three weeks, I have to recharge my batteries on these devices. So I think it's really important that they finally come out with these rechargeable um, essentials. Like these are so essential when it comes to using Macs. You know, it always seemed like when I got rechargeables or I was using anything battery operated, the battery would always go out in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> always. Didn't matter. I, I never came back to the desk and it was dead. It was, and, and I think what would happen is that it would be just on its last legs and it would give me enough power to get started, but then I would start using it on the podcast and it would just fail. So I've gone completely wired. I have been crazy that way. Maybe for the last three or four years, I have mm. done wired for everything just because I'm afraid of that, right? It's one of yeah. those kinds of things that you... But I look at this mess on my desk sometimes and I'm like, man, <laughs> it would be nice. If this... And I, Mike is still amazed. I use this old school... Uh, that is old school. <laughs> yeah, one. I mean, how old is this thing? Oh, it's got to be ten years old, right? My least favorite Apple Mouse ever, too. That tiny little dot and everything. Oh, I just I hated that thing. This thing, and I don't, and uh, and all my, you know, I'm a Microsoft MVP. So everybody on the in the chat room is like, what? What is he? Um, years ago, uh, we there was a closeout at Yahoo, and they were getting rid of a bunch of Mac equipment, and my sister. Uh, her husband worked uh, in the company that was doing a lot of the shipping, and he's like, hey, what do you want? I can get anything you want, and they'll just let me take it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, hey, get me some... Uh, I, at the time, I got a G4, uh, which you know, now is, is won't, even, won't even run anymore at this point. But he got me like five keyboards, and the keyboards for podcasting, you know, these are this the best... These are the best podcasting keyboards you can buy. They're quiet... And uh, they're just really solid. Well, the, the the mouse came with it, and I've never... It just always has worked, right? So that's one of those things where you're like, why change it if it just works? So yeah, You don't have to stress about like what I do. I'm like, okay, do I have a recording session? Let me... Um, go and recharge these batteries overnight. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have to have you don't have to have any of that stress anymore. But yeah, that that's one update that Apple is coming out with. That I think I will swap these out for something like that again. Mm -hmm. Don't have to deal with that stress anymore. Yeah, I ended up grabbing those those they're AA batteries, and the top flips off, and it's a USB, and you can charge them, oh, and cool. uh, then just pull them out. And it's it's not like you put them into a charger; like the battery has it within. So, and those still work. I think I just actually threw them away, and they lasted me about four or five years. So, really, what's oh. the name on them? Uh, I think I just threw them away. Is actually my problem. I was, I was oh. looking. I usually <laughs> keep them in my pencil cup when I'm not using them. I might there's a there's a new company as well that's making these really thin battery sleeves. And they were I think they were a Kickstarter or something and they've gone mainstream, but they they a little a little circuitry, you know, uh, the way the physics of a battery works is that once the voltage for a lot of devices, once the voltage drops below, I think it's 1.4 or something like that, the device thinks it's dead. And so it says, "Hey, you got to replace your batteries. I'm going to stop working because the voltage dips." And there's still plenty of juice in there. It's just not giving that full, complete voltage. So these battery sleeves, you put them on, and it, what it does is it continues to push 1.4 and get you that last, and I, I could be making that number up, but continues to get you that last or those, those you know, that charge that's still in there. And they're, they're saying you can get twice the battery life with these little sleeves. And then when you're in it, I think it's called battery or something like that. And uh, and then um, when you um, and then when the battery does go all the way down, you pull the sleeve off, put a new battery in, and you get twice the the. So it fakes the device. It doesn't fake the device out. It just pulls all the juice out, making sure that voltage stays up, That's so nice. that the device doesn't think. So, and I thought that was a really cool take on a problem because all our tech gear. Uh, requires the right amount of voltage for so long. Otherwise, it's like, hey, if you give me low voltage, I can't work. It's not like a flashlight, right? Remember those old days? <laughs> you get the flashlight, and you turn on, and it would mm, you know, <laughs> dim right down to nothing. Our devices can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, you would, you like it's gonna do something. You bang on the back. 
Why do you do I that? Why, I think it works. I don't know. Make it like like the juice in the battery is going to do something different. Right. You know, when you shake it. But um, so some interesting battery tech. I think those sleeves are seven or eight or ten dollars each or something. And not bad. Yeah. No. No. So I think there's some interesting uh, some interesting tech coming out um, when we think about batteries. The battery technology hasn't changed all that much. I mean, we've gotten a little bit better and efficient with it, but we got to get our devices continuing to be, um, you know, more efficient. We did have a major Microsoft announcement uh, this last week. I was telling uh, Mike Weger that I was in the uh, Chicago airport for this announcement, and thank God I could watch it. In fact, I watched the first hour of it waiting for my flight, and then I watched it as I was getting onto the plane, and then I watched it for the 15 or 20 minutes before they took off. And then, you know, they say you're supposed to turn that stuff off, but Jim kept watching it. And I kept wondering, how long can I go on the plane before I lose the, you know, I run out of buffer? I actually made it to the 10,000 feet mark, wow. right? When, and they're like, okay, or, so I switched over at that point. I, it just died, and I switched over to Wi-Fi, paid for it really quick, and then logged back in. Some really interesting things coming out from Microsoft when we think about a new Surface Book. They have new Surface um, devices that are coming out, uh, larger screens. They have a uh, new fitness tracker coming out called the Band, the Band version 2 uh, that is coming out with it. Uh, HoloLens is, gonna, is launching with an SDK, so we're talking about augmented reality. Both of you guys are Mac, right? I'm the PC guy here. Yeah. Addie, let me ask you, is anything, did you hear anything from the Microsoft announcement that sounded interesting to you? And and would you take a serious look at any of these devices that are coming out from Microsoft? I, I'm going to be honest here and say that I did not know that they made an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, we have some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in saying anything that I said there, right? When we think about some new, some new, it, it, are, are you like their fitness tracker? The band actually has more sensors than anything. It's it it's doing some amazing things with health tracking and stuff. Is that? Are, are you interested in the health tracking aspect of um of that? Or are you going to just go with an Apple Watch and call it good? No, I think I would go for something like that. I did try the Fitbit for a while, but I, there's a couple of things lacking in it and syncing. It wouldn't sync up properly. So I, I gave it a couple tries time and time again and just gave up on it. But if this has more sensors, which probably to me that tells me there's more accuracy going on there, um, that already grabs my attention as you were talking about that. And I wrote it down. Like I have a little notepad here. So yeah, like Microsoft the Band. They're not cheap. They're 250 bucks. But yeah. it's uh, you know, although I paid that for this Garmin watch, so I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. It's kind of in this. The Band will do a lot more. Mike, are you? Did you follow the announcement at all? Anything in there that? Uh, I saw your tweets, and then when I saw our Facebook post, I can't remember which one it was about the new Surface Book. So then I kind of looked a little bit into those sort of things. But I'm kind of like Addy. I had didn't. I kind of forgot or I didn't know. I, I know you had mentioned it and I had had it on a, I saw it in a tweet like two weeks ago, but I had totally forgot until I saw your post. So I'm still reading up on like the Surface books. Those have me interested uh, because I think that's what Apple kind of maybe should have done and they kind of, they haven't done that yet. So one of the things I'm going to recommend if you're listening to us, and this won't be a lot of people and Mike, I, I'm going to encourage you to talk about this on your show next week because okay. you have all the Apple fanboys. is if you haven't, stopped into a Microsoft store, if you're an Apple fanboy or girl, in this case, we'll take girls, uh, and you haven't stopped into a Microsoft store, uh, the first week in November, stop by. Just give it a look. Look at some of the new stuff that's coming out. Try on a band. Look at that. Now, you can't get the, you know, the augmented reality stuff is still, uh, we're still a ways away from that. It's going to be super expensive when it comes out. But try on a band. Look at the new Surface. Look at the new Surface book. Um, that's out there, I think you might be surprised at the innovation that Microsoft is coming up with and where they're going. Now, Windows 10 is still half-baked. It still needs some work. It's not, I mean, it, it, they are, they have taken some steps back to get to where they're going with it. And I've, Addy, you've heard me say on Ask the Podcast Coach, I hope if you're a Windows user and do not upgrade your production box for podcasting to Windows 10. Don't do it, I tell people. And every once in a while, I get a, I'll get a note from somebody, hey, I upgraded to Windows 10, and now Audacity or whatever doesn't work. And I don't do it yet. It's not ready, right, from that standpoint. Although all the new equipment that we're getting from Microsoft is coming out with Windows 10. Um, it's still a ways. I mean, there's going to be some really cool stuff. But let me encourage you guys. Take a second. Look at the... because. 
Microsoft is a completely different company than it was a year ago. I mean, I cannot believe when we got Satya Nadella in as the CEO, I thought, oh, how you know, this is a big company. How much can one guy change things? And what's crazy is they're innovating right now like crazy where Apple is not, right? I mean, they've become a little stale. Mike, you just mentioned. Mike, agree or disagree with me? Has stale. Apple become a little stale? Yeah, oh, completely agree. Completely agree. The iPad Pro is one of the first things I saw to them that I really like. Um, but even though I like it, it's not innovative. It's, it's just a bigger iPad when you think about it. So so they've become completely stale on, like, they haven't had that aha thing or they haven't had that just one more thing, you know, the traditional Steve Jobs. They haven't had that in a long time. Um, I still like their products. They're good, and I think they're improving on what they've had. But I agree, stale, and you are totally right. Actually, I did go into a Microsoft store. Is it Westroads that has it? Yeah. Here? Yeah, um, yeah. I was there, and what got me going there was the Xbox One. I was going to see what the price was on this new one that has a bigger hard drive, and I kind of looked around, and it was cool. Now, I don't think they this was before they had this announcement, so before a lot of this stuff, obviously, is there. Um, but I agree. I was like, wow, this is not you know, not your grandpa's Microsoft or whatever, however, whatever you want to say it. So I was impressed. Yeah, I think you should give it a shot. Addy, will you, will you stop by a Microsoft store and have a look? Have you ever done that? Have you ever been in a Microsoft store? Never, never. I, I wrote it down again. <laughs> Microsoft Store, what? You, you got out your iPad and you wrote down, <laughs> visit a Microsoft Store. They Isn't don't have funny? geniuses, though. I really miss my geniuses. I, I like geniuses. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think the training, you know, Microsoft has tried to copy that in the stores where they have yeah. the, the genius, you know, and they got the folks. And they're, they're kind of close. I think Apple's uh, customer service is a little bit better in the stores. Microsoft's trying, right, from that standpoint. They are trying hard. One of the things I noticed, though, what we're seeing, Microsoft does have some really good innovation that they just they miss on execution, and then somebody else just picks it up and makes it happen. And you're like, oh, that could have been so good. I mean, Microsoft was doing a version-like thing like the iPad long before they were doing it. They just they were trying to use Windows to make it work. And what changed it was when we had a mobile OS, right? When the yeah. the very first version of iOS came out, that completely changed the infrastructure for it, yeah, yeah. and made it better. So yeah, let me encourage you, Addy. <laughs> stop by. Give it give it a couple weeks because the all the new stuff launches October twenty sixth. So okay. for anybody. For my Windows friends that are out here listening to the podcast, and many are, you might want to take some time off the week of the 26th and stop by a Microsoft store. I think you're going to see. Hopefully, you'll have one in your area. Check it out online. Not this is this is where the weird thing though, what's happening with Microsoft? None of this stuff is cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so the band, 250. The new Surfaces, they started a grand, right? I mean, wow. it's like the new Surface Book has one that costs three thousand dollars. Right, and you're like, oh, what exactly? What now? If you're a Mac fanboy or girl, you don't even blink at three thousand. Of course, I'm gonna pay three thousand dollars for that, right? But if Pretty much, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you're it's Microsoft, you're like, oh God, what I thousand? Really... What's wrong with it? Exactly. Isn't that funny? The way we're kind of conditioned to kind of think yeah. that way. So, what I want you guys to pay particular attention to this new Surface Book, which is really a Ultra book where the screen comes off to be your they call it a they call it a um, uh, clipboard and so you so say like you're working and you need to go do something one of the things Windows 10 does really well is draw right that's this mm -hmm. thing where you don't need an app to do it it draws pretty well OneNote has got great OneNote now has great drawing integration as well as Edge the new browser so I think in a year when all that stuff is working together Addy when you think about your drawing. Uh, some of those Surface tablets are going to have way better. This is where Microsoft has gone way ahead on touch and on writing on their screens. Can't do that for the most part on 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 any of the Mac stuff. Yeah, you're gonna. Is, oh, go ahead. There is a show. Um, it, it had to do with I don't know what the show is called, but it's these designers or makeup artists who make kind of the the movie design certain characters out of these all these elements and stuff that they put on people's faces, they put a mask and then they have to color it a certain way. But every time they would look, you would, they would show them drawing their concept on a pad, it wasn't Apple, it wasn't Android, or it was, I think, Samsung and Windows, but the one that stood out the most was a window device that they were using to sketch out their designs. And I was like, because I even went online, I was like, that looks pretty cool, what device is that, or 
what app is that that I can put on my Mac? It wasn't a Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Microsoft and these Surface have such great, and the new pens have oh, that yeah. 1,024 points of, I mean, it's a Wacom, in in the in the other in the old days, I mean, it's a big gigantic Wacom tablet. That's a PC, right? And right. so these graphic designers uh, that are doing this kind of stuff, I think, will move that direction. Again, whether it's Microsoft or Apple, they're pushing the envelope a little bit on some of these things, and I, I just kind of like the direction this is going. I've had a Surface tablet now for a year. I don't. I've written on it maybe a dozen times. So I think sometimes we overblow that uh, for the average guy. I think most of the average people aren't writing on their stuff, but there are certain applications where that becomes very handy. You said yourself, you said earlier in the show that you like to draw on it, and so that yeah. might that might be an interest, interesting. When you so when you go to the to the to the Microsoft store in November and you write that down as a reminder on your iPhone, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Just say it, Siri. Set a reminder to go to the Microsoft <laughs> store on November first, right? She'll set the thing for you. Go in and grab the pens. And write with those. I think you might be pleasantly surprised, Mike. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jim, that I came to a kind of a realization last week. I was um, kind of enamored with these gaming streamers. You know, they stream on Twitch, and uh, all the stuff they do, it's almost like taking live podcasting on steroids. Because you know, they're bringing in their gameplay, they're doing overlays, and I was just really enamored with it. So I started thinking about what kind of hardware I would need to, to if I ever want to just mess around with that and do it. And I came to the realization that when we were talking about Windows 10 um, for a lot of those episodes back then, I was wondering kind of why my intrigue and my interest level wasn't as high for Windows and Windows 10. And then when I started thinking about hardware last week, it, it clicked for me. When I think of Mac, when I think of Apple, I think of how easy the software is to use and how much I love the software. I don't think about the hardware. But when I think about Windows, I think of, man, if I ever want to build a really powerful PC, I'm going to go on the Windows side. And I think of their hardware. So this week during the announcement, I was a lot more interested. Like it, always reading articles on the you know, Surface Book and stuff because for me, when I think Windows, I think hardware. And when I think Apple, I think software. I don't know why. I know that's wrong, but it, it's just weird how I just realized this about myself about myself, and what I think about uh, Microsoft. So when I went to the store, I think now they're starting to grab my entry because I like their new hardware. And before, you know, they were, the hardware was eh, it was okay. And it's kind of hard to follow all the hardware with the Microsoft using Windows because everyone makes it. So it, it was just a rant I kind of wanted to talk to you about or just something I wanted to bring up because it was interesting. I don't know why I think that way. And I don't know if it's common. I don't know if other people think that way, but it's something I uh, realized. I feel that way. I feel like um, any third-party device that I need to connect to uh, an Apple product, it's always a little glitchy or different, pretty yeah. a little wonky, whereas more PC, Android-based devices are a lot easier to sync up, easier to use. So I do agree the hardware is a lot better when it comes to Microsoft and Android platform versus right. iOS. Well, you get more choices with it. I, Mac's got yeah. some great hardware. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They they build some stuff, and they build it pretty well in most cases. You know, it's been interesting. We haven't talked about Google at all yet, and that's the third. You know, the third announcement that's sandwiched in between the two. We had Apple first, and then we had Google, and then we had Microsoft. Google's kind of right now uninspiring. I mean, they are leading the market, right? I mean, they there are more Android devices out there today than anything. They just passed the PC in total number. I shouldn't say just. It was it was back in the spring, but. You know, more devices out there than PCs, blah, blah, blah. But is anybody really... Addy, are you inspired at all by an Android device right now? I mean, if, no. can, you, can you name one that you'd kind of go, eh, I'd take a look, you know? No, no. I um, actually was in the market for a new phone, and I really was looking at my options when it comes to Android platform, uh, Windows platform, or an iOS platform. And I just went with the iOS because I was not impressed at all with Android. I feel that way about all the platforms for phones right now. I think phones are yeah, boring. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah. For the past year, well, I haven't been intrigued though. by mobile because right. they're mainstream. Yeah. They're all about the same specs. And so it really just depends on what ecosystem you're in. But besides that, they've kind of become boring. And I think yeah. that's why you see, you know, Microsoft having this announcement and people are excited about, you know, back to the desktop PC, which we all thought was dead and maybe it is still, but it's still now, oh, now it's fun to talk about because phones are kind of, eh, they're boring now. They're all the same. So I don't know. Yeah. That well, way too. Android sales just dipped for the first time ever, right? In, wow. in the last, you know, whatever, 16 quarters or something like that, I think I saw in, and this is not the doom of Android. I mean, 
They're no. going to continue to do very, very well in all the markets they're in, and they're innovating. Samsung is innovating. I mean, they, they are the lead uh, probably when we talk about innovation. There's some other companies doing some interesting things with Android, but Mike, I think you're right. I mean, for a long time we talked about PCs on podcasting, and then that became boring because we're like, I mean, how, how, how well, you know, okay. naturally in, in ADD society when it comes to tech. We want yeah. just, like, we switch, and we'll talk about something, and it'll be cool, and then eh, it's getting, as soon as it starts to stagnate and just get a little bit stale, we switch. So now it's going to be back to uh, desktop PCs and tablets maybe, or portable laptops, and, you know, the phone segment is still going to innovate, but it's not going to snag the top news stories like it used to. Well, and I think it's more interesting. We like to talk about things that could be more than we like to talk about what actually is. Right. Right? I mean, that's just kind of cool to be like, oh, well, when we get here, well, you know what? We're here. <laughs> we've, <laughs> we've on the phone, we've arrived. I think, Mike, you said it earlier. Yeah. Nobody's really coming up with, it's just iterations of the same thing. Nobody's yeah. really coming up with anything super, not like when the iPhone first came out, not like when the PC first came out, not like when the laptop first came out. I mean, those were, those were innovations that were, and I'm not talking about the big 40-pound laptop that that deck came out with in the very beginning, but you know those things that when we could finally carry a laptop around and it had a battery life longer than an hour type deal, those are big innovations. Uh, we're still, we haven't seen any of that. We're still kind of iterating on the same thing. So it's kept for us. It is kind of boring, right? My phone just works. I don't think about this phone anymore as like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I'm like, no, I'm using it in all the ways I should. Right? And Android and, and iOS are so similar now. We used to have the battle of, oh, well, when you know Android can do this and iOS can't, they're so similar that there's pretty much no... Uh, my buddy said, oh, no, they're not. I said, okay, let's look at the number of jailbroken iPhones compared to maybe two to three years ago, and the numbers have just plummeted. No one's jailbreaking anymore. I said, you know why that is? Because all the features people jailbroke for back in the day were Android features, and now they're close enough that people don't want to take the risk of jailbreaking because, oh, yeah, we've got most of the same features. Yeah. So they're, they're so close. Yeah. No, for sure. It's an interesting space to be in. And, uh, you know, we I've talked to tech now. Uh, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary of oh, wow. this program here on December 3rd. So if you're listening, a regular listener, you want to come out, Christian and Andrew are coming back, and we're going to kind of do – Michael, join us, and we're going we're gonna to do a look-back show where we talk about the last five years. I'll probably – pull some interesting sound bites from out of some of those shows and pull them together. But it's interesting. I've often thought in the podcast, and, and Addy, you can probably sympathize with this, Mike, too. You get to this point, you're like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, now, thank goodness. I mean, there is some things going on with tech, and there's always I, I always find the real story in it is better than when we talk about like what we're doing tonight or we're just kind of talking about it. I find that very interesting, at least for me. Um, Addy, do you like, do you find yourself, do you talk about tech off podcasting or is it pretty much a non-event non for you? Do you like talking about it? No, I do, I do love talking about it. I love talking about certain devices. Again, I'm into drawing recently, so I was looking at a couple tablets. Um, one type of topic that I, I would like to bring up, I don't know if we still have time for this, yeah, but... I, so I recently bought a new Chevy, and it, it's a very economical car. But what the features have, I feel like why haven't other cars, uh, or at least up-and-coming cars, made it available to do the same thing? Because um, I know most cars are being built with a computer. So I would love to see that people start making apps that can be a third party to cars so that you can do things like what Chevy's doing right now. From my phone, I can tell my car to turn on, turn off put down the windows like and it, it's very economical I did not buy a forty thousand dollar car but if if car dealers or app developers um, coders made it possible to say hey no matter what car you have you can use this app with your car yes you would have to download it but I, I know it's very scary because it's like wait <laughs> I'm, I just bought this car if I put this app in here maybe it makes my whole car crash um, system wise but if they can make put that into the market, more accessible to consumers, I think that would be the new direction that technology should be moving in, is how can our cars work better for us and vice versa. Um, it, and that I'm just really amazed with what Chevy's doing with their cars when it comes to technology that I feel that most cars should be incorporating that too. Oh, I, I totally agree. 
uh, my wife and I just we just like to look at cars just for fun. We're in, we're not in the market to buy one, but we go and and man, the new features of those certain cars. You're right, not all of them have it, but some of them do, and it makes you kind of think even bigger picture. Like, okay, I want my phone to interact with everything, with school, work. Um, my dad's office is, uh, he just gave me a tour the other day, and they just switched to where no one has a designated office. They are stations with monitors, mm-hmm. and they come in, and they've all got cell phones. They don't use desk lines anymore, so they don't have to worry about that, but they just come plug in, and everything just is up and running, and they have a printer right there they can use, and you rent out a space for the day, and I just thought, that's kind of the gist of, you know, just like the car thing. You come, you bring your phone, and your phone can do everything with the car. And it's just it's just interesting how that whole mobile, hey, I can take it with me, so where, what? how else can I use this thing? And cars is, I think, a perfect example. And I'm glad they're starting to get it a little bit. Um, what are some of the features that you like the most? Because I don't, I've always want to hear how people use it in their car. <laughs> well, one thing is, again, I'm not car savvy. I don't want to get dirty either. I'm not one of those. I used to do it be a D... I used to own a motorcycle, so I didn't oh, mind nice. getting dirty with the motorcycle. But cars are just more complicated to me. But from the app, I can see a whole diagnostic of my car. Is how's my oil? How are all the pressure, uh, the pressure in the tires? Um, when is nice. uh, what is the mileage? And it gives you, as I press the button, it refreshes and gives me real time diagnostics. I did not, it's not time framed where, okay, maybe a week ago this is where you're at, but you'll have to wait another week. No, you get real-time information from your car. Um, And the whole turning on the car from your app, I think that's really cool. It's like, look what I can do. (laughs) I bet our car is nice and warm uh, when we get out to it, you know. Yeah. The the problem with vehicles has always been the production cycle takes way too long. So by the time they get it from concept to design, I think the auto manufacturers have to find a way to the, iterate the the car, but the the internals can all be changed out, so that I could quickly. By the time I get my car, that technology is two years old. Now, it has to be completely different, right? When we think about taking electronics, just take your phone, leave it inside your car in Nebraska when it's 20 below, right? It's done. So you have to build more. I mean, everything that goes into a car has to be tested. It has to. It can't be consumer. It has to be. Uh, high grade. I mean, Arizona would be the same way, right? Leave your car with the windows rolled up in Phoenix in July, and the inside of the temperature of that car is going to get to about four million degrees, right? You're going to smash and blow anything that you have in there. So the auto manufacturers need to think. I think they need to think about the central core components when we when we think about upgrading. That has to be a standard. I mean, like what made the PC work? The IBM standard, right? Yeah. That's what when we all agreed, hey. This is what we're gonna we're all gonna do. The PC exploded. I think the auto manufacturers need to do the same thing and say, the core components of our technology are gonna be this, and everybody needs to design to that. And you can you can swap those out and upgrade them because it's moving so fast. I mean, we bought a car that has some navigation in it, and today it's so bad. Like I don't even want to use it because the navigation's so bad. I should be able to pull that nav out. Put right. new nav in, and it should work. But that just doesn't work today, right? See, I mean, I, even your car, Addy, right? You can't swap those components out. No, the only manufacturer that I see um, making quick changes and keeping up with their time, and it's because they're, they're still a privately owned company. This is um, Elon Musk's company, Tesla. They're always improving what they have, and the you pay over a hundred thousand, right? But it comes with great technology, and they're always finding ways to improve it. When he comes up with an idea, or the team comes up with an idea, they implement it as soon as they can because they know the movement of technology. You're talking to a guy who's making things happen in Mars right now. So that's the only car company that I'm seeing innovation, along with Chevy um, as one of the mass producers. I'm really happy with what they're doing. But again, like this needs to continue to grow. And somebody brought it up in the chat room. Um, security. <laughs> Talk about security in cars. That needs to be improved too. Right. Yeah, I know Kevin mentioned that in the chat room. Like, it's this is the Wild West. When we talk about cars, people are hacking them. They're, you know, all kinds of things. Mike, you were going to say something. Well, I was going to say, I think that problem's already solved because what do we swap out every year or two years is our phone. So I think I think I like the standard idea where you have a standard. I don't like this whole um, Apple CarPlay or whatever it's called because I, I it's just Apple. I want a standard that every car has that all devices, whether it's a laptop, a tablet, a phone, can talk to. And then if you think about it, you can put a decent – 
uh, today's chip in there. And if it's not doing the processing, if it, if the phone's doing everything, and this is just kind of a hub to plug into, and it and it knows whatever you're doing, then it doesn't need to be too smart or too advanced. So I think we've got the processor, we've got the computer in our pockets, and then they just need to be the hub that accepts all of them, not just a few of them. I don't know. That's always the way I've thought of it, uh, mainly because I still have a car that doesn't have a computer in it. So I don't think of the things probably that you guys think of. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I think right, right on. It's it's interesting. So, Addy, a minute ago I said, you know, it's everything's boring and – I think you hit what the you hit it on the, the nail on the head. I think the next great frontier is our automobiles, yeah. and not just what we listen to as podcasters. You know, we want Stitcher, and you know, we want all that stuff in the car, and we'll get it. And I, Mike, I I think you're right. Ultimately, it'll all come through the phone. You know, Microsoft has this continuum idea where your phone is the center of everything that you do, and you use it as a phone when you're out. When you come in, you plug it into a dock, and it powers everything. I think we're actually really, really close to that, but. I think from a car standpoint, same same kind of idea. You bring your phone and you set it, the, the, the phone in the car, and it powers everything that you need uh, from a technology bit inside the car. And in uh, those would hopefully be a little more secure than what we're seeing in automobiles right now. I mean, right. they're, they're really having some problems. So maybe that's the great frontier. I think it's kind of cool. I wish I was 20 years younger. I say this on this show all the time. I wish I was 20 years younger to experience this stuff. I mean, it was great growing up in the 80s and watching the Silicon Valley grow like it did. I was right in the middle of all of this in, in the middle 80s when technology was just going crazy, and I watched the PC be invented, which was really, really cool. See, uh, I would rather have that experience than what I'm going to have. Yeah, I'm going to get to see some of the cool new advances, but I didn't see where it all began from. I mean, I got to see kind of close. I mean, but I was born in 91, so... So I mean, so I was when I was growing up, and when I was old enough to know what was going on, I kind of missed that whole era, you know. But there were already computers. My dad already had computers for work, and that was pretty standard. And it was a laptop that he could bring home. It wasn't huge. So for me, I missed that whole era. So I think it would be cooler to be part of that than to see maybe in the future. So I think we're both envious of the experiences each other have had or are going to have in the future. Well, you're just going to get 20 more years of technology that I'm... I won't know how to use it. I won't even know I what I'm doing. I'll just be <laughs> tapping around, having my grandson, you know, come over and help me out with whatever I'm doing. So it won't even fangled, matter, you know. How do you work this newfangled holographic stuff? Yeah, iPhone 2006. What are you Talk to it. Yeah. Talk to it, but in my day, Siri couldn't do anything it? for you. <laughs> so, Addy, anything else? I'm going to wrap it here in a second. Anything else you want to add before we uh, we kind of we'll bring this to a close? I think if you can stay around, we'll do a little post show. Uh, can we? Can yeah. you around for a little bit? Let's do that. Yeah. Okay, pr pretty cool. Well, let's, uh, Mike, as I bring this in, Mike, uh, we can keep you around too for yeah, a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. We'll, uh, right, let, good. let me roll out of this with all the things I need to say. I'll give the live stream some instruction because we're, we're going to end it here, and I'm going to start a blab, and then Addy and Mike are going to join me over there. We're going to have an open seat on the blab. So if you're thinking about... Like, hey, I've always wanted to join the show, but I've never gotten an invite from Jim because he just is never inviting me because he doesn't like me or something like that. Tonight would be the night to join us. You can join the three of us inside a Blab. B-L-A-B dot I-M. Again, I'm going to put the link to it in the current chat room. So if you're listening to the recorded version of this, it's long gone at this point. You can't come out to Blab and get it done. We're done. But if you're listening live, stay around in the chat room, and uh, I will put the link to the Blab, and then you guys can come over. I'll let Mike and Addy in first. We'll lock the final seat. We'll get things rolling in there. I think what you'll find on Blab tonight, so what we have maybe, oh, there's, I'm going to say 15 listeners. I think we could get 30 or 40 because people are popping in all the time, popping in and popping out, and it could be really interesting. So I want to give it a try tonight. Let me say this. We want to thank everyone for using the AverageGuy.tv uh, Tech Scholarship Fund that we have out there. Uh, if you haven't done that in a while or forgot about it, go to theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon anytime you're purchasing from Amazon. Of course, we make a few bucks off that, and I just bought Bill a one of those USB um, uh, Windows devices that's coming out from Intel. And so you can plug that right... <laughs> nice job, Mike. Thanks. You can plug that right into a TV, and it's an all-in-one type deal. It's running Windows on it, and, and uh, he's going to He's going to do some hacking on it, and he's going to write it up and put it on the on the uh, on the blog, or he's going to come on it. We haven't figured out what he's going to do, but we just 130 bucks full PC. It's kind of cool. I mean, you get it's interesting that kind of stuff. So Bill asked me, "Hey, would that work?" You know, we say about 100, dollars but 130. I thought it was a pretty good deal. I ship it to Bill. He's going to test it, write, talk, one of those kinds of things. 
uh, share it with the community, and then he gets to keep it. So that's how the Tech Scholarship Fund works. We appreciate it when you purchase from Amazon, so theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon Book Market. That's the, the best way to get it done. Don't forget us during Christmas time. It's super important that uh, during all these Christmas purchases, if you want to support the Tech Scholarship Fund, do it as well. I missed, I totally missed the October newsletter. Just too much stuff going on here, but if you want to sign up for that, you can do that as well. Head out to theaverageguy.tv and just look for the newsletter link. If you want to get past newsletters, theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter gets you there. A reminder, and Addie's out there with us on Saturday mornings, 9.30 Central when she can, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern, because what what time zone are you in, Addie? Pacific time. Yeah, so it's a little early for you. 7.30 on a yeah. Saturday. You're like, oh. We see you from time to time. We appreciate <laughs> you every time you come out. But Dave Jackson and myself, we're on the Blab platform now full-time out there on Blab. Uh, we talk about podcasting, but it's just a lot of fun, great community. About 40 people now, 35, 40. Addie was actually the host, filled in for me last weekend, last Saturday when I was driving to uh, Colorado. And Addie, again, thanks for doing that for me. But uh, Saturday mornings, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. We'll get you there, Dave Jackson and me. And you can call in or join us on Blab. It's not really a call-in anymore, but you can join in. We used to have a phone, old-school phone number, but we don't do that anymore. Uh, I want to remind you, if you want to chat with me during the week uh, and you see the light on, if the light is on there at theaverageguy.tv with that little red button down there that says chat with Jim, Give me a ping this week. Let me know that you're out there. It would be great to chat with you. A great way to get me one-on-one -on -one and just let me know. I will admit, sometimes I forget to turn it off and I go to bed. So if you see it in the middle of the night, it's probably, um, although I've been up, I was up at 3 in the morning uh, two nights ago. So you never know. Give it a ping. If I don't get back to you, I apologize. But I want to thank talk, T-A-W-K dot T-O for that as well. And then don't forget to check out the new Android app that's available in the Play Store as well as the iPhone app that's available in the... What do we call it? The App Store? The App Store. It's, just, yeah. it's just the App Store on an iPhone. Yep. Uh, we have an app out there, or you can go, best way to do it, homegadgetgeeks.com. And uh, you just click on the link. It'll take you right to the store based on the phone that you're on. And so we'd love to have you do that as well. We are live every Thursday, except for the last two weeks. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I know I just kind of left you hanging, but uh, life got busy. And you guys know the deal. We podcast about 48 out of 52 weeks a year. And those were the two weeks I took off. And we're, we'll be solid, pretty solid through the end of the year. But we're out here every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at theaverageguy.tv. If you're listening live, hang tight. I'll give you some instructions here in a few minutes. But with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.